1: from our Motability team.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open
1: now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go!
3: The last two all-firm derbies, the League Ones of this season, will have no away fans at the matches what do you think that means no Rangers fans at Celtic Park in a couple of weeks time and none at Ibrox after the split Motherwell Ultras have revealed they'll boycott the first 15 minutes of tomorrow's clash with Rangers what is happening these days with the supporters a small minority but they're not happy the supporter group at Motherwell say they've been denied access to the stadium in their attempts to set up TIFO displays and claim they've been unfairly targeted by authorities David Martindale and says he would be fully behind plans to restructure the Premiership but he believes any revamp would have to include a guaranteed 4 Rangers Celtic Celtic Rangers games. Ange Postecoglou is asked about that today. And it's been found that any Rangers average sorry Rangers average more crosses in Europe than anyone else in the last year, but it's goals that count we'll talk to Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker about it. Happy St Patrick's Day everyone. Marvelous. Barry, great to see you. Thank you very much. In good form today. What about this though? It is disappointing or is it the right thing? So, a couple of weeks time, Celtic Park, the league game. There's not even seven or 800 Rangers fans
4: there. What do you think of the decision of the authorities this afternoon? Um, I think Andy was on the last time we spoke about it. Listen, they need to sit round, get around the table, clash their, their heads together, bang their heads together, whatever you want to call it, and get back to the way it was, Paul. With 8,000 fans allowed in at Ibrox and 8,000 fans allowed in at Celtic Park, I, I thought the 800 was um, was poor. And obviously, with the decision to, uh, today, will it make a massive difference? I don't think it will. But they need to they need to get back to the way it was. I think if you ask any ex-old fan players, me and Andy played in plenty of them, and that for me created a special atmosphere uh, when there was eight or so thousand fans. Yeah. I don't know exactly the number, but. That made um, the occasion even better. So seeing, it, seeing the news today was a surprise. No, it wasn't. But they need to get it back to what it was, Paul. Andy, what do you feel about the decision?
5: I think it's pathetic. I think it's petty. I think it
4: diminishes Scottish
5: football. We're trying to sell this great rivalry uh, all around the world and uh, we're just watering it down. But I'm not surprised given who makes the decisions because... Um, we have seen some poor decision-making uh, in Scottish football. And I've got to say, I, I played in it. Me and Barry have played in it. I don't know what Barry's like, but I remember going to that game with my dad, with my brothers, and it was just, wow, what is this I'm experiencing? And to actually go uh, some years later and play in it, it's the best atmosphere I ever played in. And I can't believe we've got to the stage now where you're getting absolutely no supporters uh, in the away end. Now, I think if you ask any player, even those that are playing today, they would much rather have a substantial away support. I totally get it that they'll take the the party line and not say that, but every player loves the edge that you get from a sizeable away support.
3: Barry, what was it like going to Celtic Park and you're up at you know, the Rangers' end of the ground, there's eight to 10,000 there in those days. Um, what was it like then going to the other end of the ground and you take a corner kick, for example, at the Celtic end? Yeah,
4: well, I'll go for the, the, the Ibrook side first. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Celtic had 8,000 fans. You yeah. used to walk out the tunnel, you've obviously got three stands and then you've got 8,000 Celtic yeah. fans or, or whatever, round about that. I mean, you're going over to take a corner kick there and the Celtic fans are giving you absolute dogs abuse, but that made it, that made, um, that made the occasion and um, that got you riled up and, and fired up in the same... Um, when you went over to Celtic Park. Um, and as I said, it's it's an absolute joke what's, what's going on. And as Andy said and I said before, I think if you ask any old firm player, past and present, who's been involved when it's been like the, the 42,000 and 10, uh, 8,000 Celtic fans, um, or vice versa when you're going to Celtic Park, 52,000, 8,000 Rangers fans, every one of them would, would say what me and Andy have just said there. Andy, you're here on Go Radio today. You're also on Sky a lot.
3: Isn't this embarrassing that people see that here in this great city of Glasgow, we can't have opposition fans because of yeah. the safety of them? They made a huge mistake reducing it to seven or 800. I think there are issues around that. There's not enough of them there. There have been bottles being thrown. A physio was injured um, recently. Well, I think
5: it's an absolute scandal that you've got a physio who's had to suffer uh, an injury at his head. He's had to have stitches, Um, it's a scandal that you get a bottle thrown on at Ibrox and it apparently it hit the bar and all this loose glass is in the penalty area it's a scandal when uh, any supporter gets struck with any missile and maybe that's part of the deal but listen, it's a a scandal some of the offensive singing that we hear and the clubs don't do anything about that because there's too much money to be made and I've listened, I've said to you before Paul I have listened to the abuse of uh, Davy Cooper, Andy Gorham, uh, Jimmy Bell, um, Tommy Burns, the Lisbon Lions. The list is endless and the clubs do nothing about it because they know who's singing it. They could identify some of them, but they choose not to because there's too much money coming in. It's an absolute disgrace. So it's down to the economics. They They don't want to lose fans. Well, in that part of it, the fact that they don't address the... This growing uh, offensive singing towards um, these legendary individuals at other clubs who have sadly passed away is disgusting.
3: And for the players, you both mentioned players, they're powerless in all of this, but I've never met a player who says, no, I just want to be in front of my own fans. You want opposition fans there, as you mentioned. Does that give you even more adrenaline,
4: Barry? Because they, they want to give you stick and you want to show them that you know, you're a champion. Yeah, I, I could just go and from my experiences mm. playing in the, the old fun games. And, and I thought that's what made it a special occasion. And I heard Andy saying he used to go with his dad. I went with my dad and I was in oh awe yeah, And he actually playing it. And I've brought players up when I played down in England. Players were desperate to go to the Rangers and Celtic games. And when I brought them up, they could not believe the atmosphere. And it was absolutely electric. I'm talking at Ibrox. Mm. when they've got three stands fully Rangers fans and then you look across and it's 8,000 or so Celtic fans that's what makes it special and they need to get it back
5: we've got a a showpiece game for Scottish football and we're watering it down it's extraordinary
4: did you not score a goal in a title
5: decider almost at Ibrox you were involved in it 88 round about then It was around the March time. I think when we won that game, we we knew we were pretty much there. We went to Aberdeen, I think, in the midweek. We also won that. And we knew we only had another couple of steps to take. But um, I I can remember uh, the great feeling of beating uh, Rangers. My first old-firm game at Parkhead, Billy Stark scored. And Billy McNeil was our manager. Uh, Just remember how this feels. Mm. But he would also say the same thing when you lost a game remember how this feels and then you go back and try and do your best in the in the next fixture, try and get a better result. And you do all this with a sizeable away support. And I know there's a very ugly side to Celtic and Rangers that clubs uh, don't do nearly enough about. But um, I'll say again, ask any player who's played in this fixture, you always want to go to either of these grounds or, or Hamden, mm-hmm. we saw it recently and it was 50-50 it's a tremendous spectacle
3: this season is done isn't it you know the season tickets have gone and all the rest of it for next season should the chairman of both clubs not get together the chief executives and sort this out
5: well I think we're too far down the road I think the truth is they cannot stand the sight of each other and this is the decision that they've taken they cannot stand each other and this is what has led to the decision
4: today It's actually quite sad. Very sad, it? it looks that if we can't um, get back to the way it was, which... um, Can you see it going back to a sizable away support? No, that's what I'm saying. I I think it's sad that they can't bang their heads together and come up with a solution to try and make this happen and get back to the way it was. It's crazy, isn't it? So we end up with no opposition fans for the next two games. Okay,
3: and at Hampden, it'll be 50-50 which is the right thing for a cup semi-final or a cup final but not in the league it's a shame it takes away from it and when people see it around the world it just won't be the same atmosphere and it will take away from the fixture sure and
4: Barry you've always said this is the greatest derby in the world 100% <laughs> there's no derby like it no game like it no atmosphere like it the way it was certainly when I played um, and it's been changed what, what? how long has that been? I don't know Five why they, I don't know why they're choosing to water it down
5: it's your your biggest selling point in Scottish football it's you're trying to sell this the greatest derby in the world the greatest fixture in the world the greatest atmosphere in the world let's not have away fans yeah really
3: crazy and fans of both sides have been injured and you could almost there was not enough of them in the ground 7 or 800 is not enough up against 60 or 50 You're saying they've been injured but there's yeah. other
4: games out with exactly. Rangers I and know. Celtic games that fans have been, been injured is that an excuse? No Good point I know What do you think? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen,
3: seven hundred. 700 Barry Ferguson Andy Walker Paul Cooney give us a call the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors crescendo to the season we shouldn't be having to talk about this should we? It should be no. you know in 2023 we can't trust Fans to Paul,
5: be, but we've got a, we've got the opportunity of a league split, mm-hmm. and what is the first thing you want to do when the fixtures come out? Yeah. You want to water it down, because we yeah. cannot trust ourselves to behave. Let, I mean, if Celtic and Rangers were were neck and neck at the top of the league in any other country, you would put it as the as the last game. We would want it out of the way first. Now listen. I've spoken to some police officers and they tell me it's one of the worst days that they have um, for trying to manage not just the football stadium but the consequences of events around it. So I totally get all that. And
3: I know there are societal issues. It's not just down to football, but my goodness, what a shame there's not going to be any opposition fans at the two games remaining in the SPFL. Well, what do you think? 0808 08, 17 17 700, some calls coming in. And you can join the, social, the conversation at Go Football Show. Shall we talk football, Barry? Ready for it? Yeah. What about Andy Walker Andy, did you realise? I know you heard it last night. Peter Grant's top five. <laughs> you weren't in it. We said, is he on the bench? Why am I not surprised at that? I think he left the building saying he's not in the top twenty-five. Ridiculous. <laughs> what, what was his top five? Uh, so he had Pat I Bonner. I thought you were
5: going to say what was his top twenty-five? Pat <laughs> Bonner, Danny McGrain, Roy. Aitken, so this is Celtic team. Frank McAvaney.
3: Yep. Uh, Frank McAvaney.
5: I'd uh, who, take Frank. I know I certainly wouldn't. He right.
3: uh, had. Uh, would you not? Yeah. Who, who would be your keeper?
5: Anyone but Packy.
3: <laughs> I put Granny and go. All oh, right. Okay. So obviously you and you've got Pat Bonner listening. And um, who else did he have? Who I missed out? So the I keeper surely was Pat Surely had Paul McStay. Paul yeah. McStay. That was it. He actually put in six players at first. We said Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Paul McStay was in, and De Canio went on the bench. No wonder
5: it didn't work out for him at the firm. He's playing <laughs> <an> extra <excellent> players.
3: <laughs> and Craig Moore had you in there. Yeah, of course.
5: Barry. What, so what was um,
3: Baguazio's? What, what's his team from last night we've been doing it, there there I'm putting you under a bit of pressure here if you yeah, forgot so um, you're getting to that I, age Andy Gorham was his keeper wasn't he Yeah. Um, I'll tell you in a minute or two because we need to <laughs> go to some audio <laughs> he's got that look tonight is not he he's in here to cause trouble uh, speak to Barry and also we've got the draw for the Champions League you've heard it today so we're going to talk about that during the programme. Let's talk about this weekend. So we had a lot from Michael Beale yesterday, a little bit more from him, but Ange Postagoglu was talking to the media and he was speaking about the game tomorrow with Hibbs. It's another challenge for us
6: against, uh, you know, hebbs tomorrow. They've, they've been a good run of form. You know, obviously the last game didn't go well for them, but prior to that, they have been seven unbeaten. And, um, you know, I think, you know, they brought in some some good young talent during the, the, the January window and... Um, be a good challenge for us but you know we, we, we treat every opponent with the same respect and uh, you know we go into every game looking to, to play our football
3: and we heard from Jota he's been speaking to the media today and he's talking about the next game
7: no we we don't think like that it's, it's mainly focus on the next game and the next game will be against Hibs of course we know what our goals and what our objectives are for this season. But uh, we're not there yet, so we still need to keep on winning games and keep on developing, so that's what we want to do.
3: Obviously, didn't want to speak there about any talk of uh, treble or whatever. Ange Koglu was speaking, though, about the Japanese manager and the fact that um, Kyogo isn't in the squad, nor is Hatate. And what could that mean for those players?
6: Yeah, both boys are, are, are playing willy really well playing some good football and um you know it's disappointing for them they haven't been selected but again that's the nature of uh, international football it comes down to uh you know the national team managers uh, decisions and you know whatever decisions they make in terms of disrespectful uh, uh it's one person's opinion i don't know i'm not really sure that we should make too many far-reaching conclusions and if you come here next week you'll probably find that we don't have many players training um The reason for that is they're away at international football. We had five players at the World Cup who did okay, probably better than okay. You know, we have players, we've had Josip Juranovic and um, Maurits Jens leave our football club and are playing regularly in the Bundesliga, which is a top five league. Now, unless once they enter those clubs, they magically become better footballers, I suggest that um, I don't think the selection of of individual players comes down to the level of the league. Um, There's been plenty of players who've, left us or left this league and gone to the biggest leagues in the world and have performed very well. And plenty of players who've come from top five leagues who've struggled in the premiership. Andy,
5: how do you feel
3: about the fact they were missed out?
5: Yeah, a bit surprising. Um, I mean, I saw the quality of, uh, I think it's Kauro Matuma. Mm-hmm. He plays for Brighton. I did Leeds Brighton last week. He's absolute quality. Uh, but I would say that Kyogo <laughs> must be in the form of his life. Maida, we all saw what he did uh, at the World Cup. But I think especially Hatati, I think he's so clever, right foot, left foot. I think Barry might appreciate the skills of a midfielder a bit more than, than I do, but his his range of passing, the way he receives the ball, um and he sometimes his killer passes which are the you know the, the, the most difficult ones. So I'm a bit surprised he's not in it. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually they do get in it given their,
4: their level of conformance uh, so consistent Barry it must be some Japanese squad if they too they can't get in it you um, he, he cannot be um, impressed by, by both of them certainly this season Kyogo again his goal scoring record um, excellent Hitati, I kind of look at midfielders more I, I think he's got all the tools Hitati. I think that's that's the one player I've been honest in the Celtic squad that I think Celtic may struggle to keep a hold of. I would don't be surprised if there's some top teams looking at him. Um, what is he? Twenty four. He came into the game late. I think he came in. He was only twenty one. He came uh, through the college system, but he's get better and better each week. As Andy just says, he had real good passing range. He's added goals to his game, but his energy levels as well. He's a a, a workhorse in the middle of the pitch as well. And Andy, Celtic players will be linked here, there and everywhere. If this continues, the form that they're on, the energy,
3: the way they attack. But also the manager. And the latest today, as the news came out this morning, Patrick Vieira has been sacked. He's gone from Crystal Palace. And they're saying a number of people, including Stephen Gerrard's name, has been mentioned, and Ange Postacoglu.
5: Yeah, not a good St. Patrick's Day for Patrick Vieira, but... Mm -hmm. um, I think um, you're always going to get Ange Postacoglu linked with the, the, the clubs down south. He's been linked with Everton and Leeds and Southampton and all the others. But I think right now he's pretty focused on just getting some trophies, racking up some titles and before he even thinks about making the next step. Barry,
4: Ange Postacoglu. He's not off to Palace, is he? No, I'm not being disrespectful. Barry is to... recommending it. Yeah, yeah, certainly. <laughs> uh, no issues, I would I would take him down. Um, if he wanted, if he wanted a, a lift in there. But in terms of Crystal Palace, Celtic, there's no comparison, Paul. Um, look, there'll certainly be a bigger budget and bigger wages, a bigger salary for Postecoglou. But um, I don't think a, a club like Crystal Palace would um, interest him, if I'm being honest. Could you see Steven Gerrard?
0: Yeah, that that's yeah.
4: one. Yeah, he's obviously he's been mentioned by a few jobs. Steven Gerrard, obviously had a difficult time towards the end with, with Aston Villa. Um, he's open about he's wanting to get back into management as quickly as possible. So I think that could be one option for Crystal Palace, Steven I, Gerrard. Yeah, I don't think it's just the fact that he won the title here. I think
5: the fact that Steven Gerrard took a Rangers team and competed really well in Europe, got uh, some tremendous results. I know he wasn't. Uh, responsible for taking them to the UEFA Cup final but my God they had some amount of European wins and I think that's always a a big attraction for for any club
3: Well we'll find out no doubt you'd imagine they've got somebody lined up if they've uh, axed them Yeah I would have thought so With only what 11 games to go in England
5: When I saw it as early as that this morning I Mm. thought they'll announce something this afternoon but who knows
3: No doubt you'll hear first Andy Sky HQ (laughs) will be on
5: to you Crocs will hear first (laughs) Indeed you'll give us a buzz Where are you this weekend? I am going to go to Celtic game tomorrow Celtic uh, my good friend Ali McCoy still will be doing uh, commentary duties with Crocs at Motherwell Rangers tomorrow and uh, I'll watch that and then go to Parkhead
3: and it's going to be quite a weekend Barry isn't it we haven't mentioned yet Motherwell Rangers tomorrow the early kick
4: off and how are you feeling about the game Um Confident, because Rangers have got an unbelievable record against Motherwell at, at Part. Park. Me and Andy were speaking off-air about it. Um, but Motherwell are in good form. Stuart Kettlewell's done a fantastic job over the last few weeks. So Rangers um, will have a tough game. But I think it suits Rangers to play away from home when teams open up a bit against them. They struggle when teams sit back. Especially on the best pitch in score Yeah, and again, that's another thing. They're going to for part. Normally when you go to Fir part you think to yourself... What's the pitch going to be like? Is it going to have any grass on it? Is it going to be bobbly? But third part's one of the best, if not the best, surface in Scottish football just now. Going to catch up on that just after this.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go!
3: Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker with us tonight for the Go Radio Football Show. Uh, the last two all-farm games of the season in the league will have no away fans. That with the decision today. The games this weekend, Motherwell against Rangers, early kick-off, 12.30 tomorrow in Lanarkshire. Then at three, Aberdeen against Hearts, Celtic Hebs, Dundee United, St Mirren, Kilmarnock St Johnson, and Livingston against Ross County Barry just before the break we were speaking about Motherwell against Rangers and Nicholas Raskin I see a doubt for Rangers but any information do you think he should not,
4: I've not heard anything um, I know he missed um, a training session but listen it looks to me that he's going to be fit and available and he's certainly impressed Paul I, I really like the look of Raskin um, I like the fact that he demands the ball his range of passing is, is very good and He's been a real good bit of business for for uh, from Michael Beale, should I say? You mentioned Rangers' record at Fair Park, Andy. Twenty one years
3: it's, that, since Rangers lost there. Well,
5: that's astonishing. Ah. And uh, I I mean, I know that Motherwell are in good form. Um, ten points out of twelve for mm. Stuart Kettlewell, but I don't know, Rangers just seem to have the Indian sign over Motherwell at the moment and uh, doing the game earlier in the season, that was a game where that was Tillman running for the halfway yeah. line
4: wasn't it? That yep. was out. a bad goal to lose but the, It was a uh, bad goal to lose you're right yeah. listen, Too easy Sometimes you've got to take a booting Don't allow the guy to run what was it 40 or 50 yards but it, listen it was a good run but I think a Muddle look back in that goal yeah. somebody has got to obviously take one for the team there um, Billy is on a Celtic
3: supporter saying Hi everyone, there's no link with Crystal Palace No contact with either party, nothing, absolutely nothing The link the Scottish media talk and write about is uh, just rubbish Tabloid journalists and media, all of us writing the usual <laughs> rubbish again With no evidence to support their articles When Ange arrived at Celtic, the media could hardly pronounce or spell his name knew nothing about him and now they seem to think they have an insight into his thoughts so I haven't read anyone saying he's going to Crystal Palace but the fact is there is interest
4: well he's going to be linked because he's doing an unbelievable job at Celtic that's just the way it is in in football when big uh, jobs down south become available managers are doing well up in Scotland are going to be linked that's just the way it is he's not going but he's been linked and it's a compliment but I understand
3: it
5: if you're a Celtic fan you don't want to hear it Andy do you? I think it's a compliment. I think it's a compliment when uh, players like Callum McGregor and Hatati mm. and anyone else you care to mention are linked with uh, big money moves to whatever club because it means they're they're playing well and um, I don't see any problem in it. What's it like playing there? Selhurst Park compared to
3: Celtic Park? Good atmosphere. Park, yeah? Is it? Uh-huh. Very good
4: atmosphere. Was it
3: 25,000
4: or 30,000 yep. maybe? There yeah. in, in Fratton Park Portsmouth, uh, Portsmouth they were the two stadiums that I really enjoyed playing in. I've got to say, yeah. going
5: to Crystal Palace, I think it's one of the best atmospheres mm-hmm. you get in the Premier yeah. League. They are so noisy, and it's a great uh, vantage point for, you know, the uh, the TV. Your 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 gantry, you're right on on that uh, halfway line, and you, you can just feel part of the the atmosphere. It's a great place to go and uh, watch and play your football.
3: Simon Jordan up close. he's a big Palace fan isn't he I think Jim and Simon are coming up this weekend there's a um, a big fundraiser and Martin O'Neill's on his way as well Barry on Sunday they're raising money for a great charity that Graham Souness is the vice president of so Yep, football doing a lot of good things as well, as we know. Right, Michael Beale was speaking yesterday and he was asked, obviously, about the Scottish Cup semi-final draw, Rangers-Celtic.
8: A good game, obviously, it guarantees three uh, games, Rangers-Celtic, between now and the end of the season, the last 11 or 12 games, which is, I think, good for us as a squad moving forward. Well, it's a big game, isn't it, when it comes around. As I say, there's a lot of games between now and then. It's how you arrive into it, which I'm more interested in. We need to make sure that we arrive there in a good place. As I say, we've got a a big league game this weekend, a home game's Dundee United before the game away to Celtic, and they're all important. They have been since I've come back in. Our form's been fantastic in the league, certainly our away form. So let's hope we can keep that going against Motherwell, which is the, the main focus right now, and we'll deal with those games when they come around.
5: Andy Walker, Barry Ferguson. Andy, it's your old team, Motherwell. Can they do anything against Rangers tomorrow? You've always got a chance. I mean, you, uh, when I was at Motherwell and Celtic Rangers came to town, you try and raise your game because they're the biggest clubs. You want to show that you can compete with the better players. Uh, you want to try and get a result. Um, only did it on occasion. But uh, I think it really helps you, um, you know, get a bit further in the game if you can put on a, a good performance against some of, the, some of the better players. And I think the Motherwell players will be fired up but as we already spoke about they are always fired up and Rangers seem to find a uh, an
3: answer at Fir Park and Rangers will love that pitch there which yeah. is magnificent it will suit their it's style it's undoubtedly football. the yeah.
5: best in Scotland and uh, you know you've seen Ibrox maybe not at his best Celtic Park certainly not Hamden we've all seen the problems they've had there this season um, so yeah Fir Park undoubtedly the best for me Barry
4: certainly not overconfident what would worry you about Motherwell? Just the the form they're in mm-hmm. um, certainly picked up under Stuart Kettlewell um, he's playing a different way as well the the two boys up top certainly cause teams problems um, no no doubt about that Van Veen's in a brilliant scoring um, run just now Obika so they're, they're um, he's very physical so Rangers will know they'll, they'll be in a game but as I said if Mother will open up and have a, a go at Rangers I think that suits Rangers' style of playing certainly they're away for him. Um, since Michael Beale's command in has, has been excellent and Stephen our, uh, one of the Motherwell fans who calls in he
3: kept saying that they should play two up front and he said John Abika give him a chance and it's made such a difference Michael beale has been speaking about Rangers away form
8: well a lot of clean sheets away from home there's been a mixed bag in terms of a little bit of everything there's been some free flowing football at times there's been some really good defensive performances as well, where we've used the counter-attack really effectively. So we've managed to find a solution to the problems that we're facing. We go away to Motherwell this weekend that are in good form, similarly to when we went away to Hearts and Hibs in the last couple of big away games. So uh, I think um, Stuart's done really well since he's gone in there. Um, they've had an up pick. He was manager of the month. They didn't play last week. So they've had our eyes on us for a, a little while now and we look forward to the game.
3: Who's up front for Rangers tomorrow, Barry? Cause Marils- Show like sure like, for yeah. sure. And obviously, we don't want to go on about Morelos because he was talking about it at length yesterday. It looks as though he is away. It's just uh, going to be at the end of the season, but they're not going to say where until you know the manager says he hasn't said it's Seville.
4: Yeah, you asked me the question last week, and I, I think uh, certainly Morellas will. will- Want on to um, something different. Listen, he's been a real good Rangers signing, no doubt about it, for just over a million pound. Paul, he scored a lot of goals. Um, he's been a good player for Rangers, but listen, some of these things happen in football. People want to try something different, um, and that's what I think. will also doing the summer. He'll, he'll go and try and play his football um, elsewhere. And the manager said
3: he won't down tools. Do you believe that's the case, Barry? That when he's on, he'll give everything. Yeah, I'd like to think so.
4: He's a professional. <laughs> Rangers are still paying his his salary so I'm sure if his attitude wasn't spot on Paul, uh, Michael Beale wouldn't include him in the 18
5: He was unprofessional at the start of the season I think he wasn't fit he wasn't ready to play in big games for Giovanni van Bronckhurst and it's a a poor reflection on him but um, yeah, he's been better since He spoke
3: about the contract situation for Scott Arfield let's hear from Michael Beale.
8: Listen, there's there's no truth in any player being offered or signed off in any new contract. We haven't moved anywhere on Sunday. Scott Arfield's a player that I've got a lot of time for, a man that I've got a hell of a lot of time for. He gives a lot round here, but that's not true.
3: Barry, what would you do on
4: Scott Arfield? We, we check every couple of days. What do you feel? Um, it's a tough one because I like Scott Arfield. Um, he's been injured the last couple of weeks. And you see the difference he made at the weekend when he came on. He's one of the ones where he doesn't really get involved in the build-up, but it's the late runs. And it's a, a dying breed for me. Late runs from midfield. Scott Arfield pops up with important goals. and I, I know there's got to be um, a fair bit of surgery done to the, the Ranger squad, but I always believe it's always good to have a, a bit of experience, a bit of know-how. Players who have been there know what Rangers is all about. And certainly Scotty Arfield is one of their players. And it,
5: yeah, I agree. I think he's still got something to offer. I know he must be frustrated at not getting as many games from the start as he would like, but I think he's still got it. I think he still knows how to make a late run. Mm-hmm. I still think he, he knows how to get a vital goal. You only need to look back to last season, Scottish Cup semi-final. What a goal he scored, passing it into the corner. And uh, he's got a... He's got that gift of, you know, being able to time runs into the box and get important goals. Good game, isn't it? Motherwell, Rangers. You're not doing
3: it tomorrow, Andy, but do you enjoy it, Fair Park? I I know you do. It's your old ground, but it's special. Yeah, Yeah.
5: love going to Fair Park. Really nice people there. Mm. They're always warm. They're always welcoming. And, um, uh, yeah, I think Motherwell will fancy their chances. Why not? 10 points out of 12. You're now playing, uh, you know, a big club with a big support. It should really fire you up just to uh, to make sure you give a bit more. But as we've already mentioned, Rangers' record there is outstanding.
3: But if it was to go the other way, if Rangers were to lose and Celtic then win later in the day, then well, we talk about that in Monday. If that's the case, but you would expect Rangers to to win tomorrow, Andy. I'm going to ask yeah, you, early. I think.
5: Yeah. I think yeah. they'll win by a couple of goals. Quite a few
3: goals in it tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, just yeah. so hoping. Let's go back to Celtic. Ange Postacoglu has been speaking about Greg Taylor. He's omitted from the Scotland squad during the week, but I think it was no harm to the player. We don't exactly know what it was. He has had an injury. Here's Ange today.
6: Yeah, look, um, like all the international players, uh, you know, we, uh, we provide all the, f- the relevant information to the national teams and it's up to them then to decide whether they call the players up or not. But um, yeah, from our perspective, Greg's uh, available and uh, will play tomorrow, and uh, it's the same with uh, with Cameron. But as I said, it's it's the same with all these international players. Before they go, we give the relevant information, and then it's up to the, the national team, yeah, um, their medical team, and obviously the, the manager to then decide whether you know they call them up or they you know they decide that you know we'll leave them this time for for rehab purposes.
3: Anyone got any clearer idea of what's happening with Greg Taylor? But he's fit for tomorrow.
5: Yeah, it's just strange he's not in the squad. I mean, I know that uh, you've got Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney and Aaron Hickey. I know we're really strong in that department, but I think he's been so underrated this season, Greg Taylor. I think he's having maybe he, he, his best season to date. And uh, yeah, I think it's a boost if he's fit and he's playing. I'm just surprised he's not in the Scotland squad.
4: Barry? Yeah, it was surprising. Um, he's probably one of the most consistent players players uh, week in week out for for Celtic I go back to when Celtic signed him I wasn't too sure um, if it would work but fair play I, I think he's improved um, big time under Postacoglu and I think that the system that he plays suits Greg Taylor I've read a few interviews he used to be a central midfielder so he, he, he's in that area quite a bit you can see that bit.
5: Barry but some of his passing has been, he's always you know, those half killer term.
3: passes yep. brilliant mm. and what about Cameron Carter-Vickers Missing from the USA squad, Barry. That's a surprise, isn't it?
4: Yeah, he's, he's another one. Um, he's been exceptional. The first when Celtic brought him up on loan, um, I wasn't too sure. I thought the final six months of last season, he, he was excellent. in this season, he's a leader at the back. There's no doubt. He's um, he's been excellent. An excellent signing. Um, he had a few loans that never really quite worked for him. Um, but I think he's found a place where he's he certainly, probably, if you ask um, Carter Vickers, he's playing his best football that not, he has. You're not surprised, though, that he's missing from the squad? Yeah, again, very surprised. Again, America, uh, the American national team, must have um, decent centre-backs if Carter Vickers can't um, force his way into that. Andy, what's the word? Why? I don't know.
5: I mean, he had he played he played a game at the World Cup. He yep. didn't look mm-hmm. out of place. I think he's absolute quality as well. Um, he always got a good, solid eight, nine out of ten from him. And um, you know, I think players players I played with they always wanted to play international mm-hmm. football. They wanted as many caps um, as possible. So um, yeah, I'm sure he's a bit disappointed, but he'll. He'll keep going, and I'm sure his national career's not finished. He'll get back in it. Jota was asked about his potential to get the Portuguese cap.
7: Well, it's it's obviously a dream of mine to to be part of the Portugal squad. I also understand that the quality of the Portuguese team is is tremendous. That just gives me a lot of joy, to be honest, because I'm fortunate to be part of a country who produces amazing talents every every year. To see very close friends of mine to break through and just deliver results in World Cups, Euros. it's it's already an achievement for me because I know that I was part of it as well then once it comes to my time or doesn't come to my time I'll be just um, fine and in peace with that because I work every day I want I know what my my goals are and if that happens I'll be I'll be happy if that doesn't I won't be not sleeping for that you know
5: (laughs) I won't be sleeping for that Andy is it a matter of time yeah, it seems to be. I mean, his form has been terrific. I know that at the start of the season, he was outstanding. Then his form uh, dipped a little, picked up a bit of an injury. But since he's got back into the team, he's been he's been good. I think he's getting better. And obviously, there's a lot of big games come up now. You're in the business end of the season. Michael Beale was saying three games now uh, against Rangers uh, between now and the end of the season. He'll want to play in every one of them.
3: Three games that could define... Uh, the season well for
4: both clubs Barry but on Jota himself how good do you think he's going to be in a couple of years time well I agree with Andy I think his form's been up and down this season it's not been as good as it was last season Um, but the last couple of weeks when I've seen Celtic play you can see he's starting to get back to the levels he was at last season that Celtic wanted to go and pay the the six or six and a half million pounds um, for him but listen there's no doubt he's a match winner in the final third he can create and he, he can also score goals and again it's another another really good find from Postecoglou two great former scottish players with us Barry Ferguson, Andy Walker, who is
3: among their favourite Irish players of all time. That's next.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go!
3: Who are your favourite Irish players, either from the north or the south of Ireland? Give us a call 0808 17, 17 or come on the socials at
5: Go Football Show. Andy, a top Irish player? Uh, well, when I was growing up, it was obviously George Best with Northern mm. Ireland. Uh, one, I mean, Paddy played with Ireland, but I was really pleased when Jason McAteer—he mm. was a teammate of mine at Bolton—he went on to yeah. big things with Liverpool, Liverpool and yeah. Blackburn. And, but great to see him play for the Republic and and get a get a good number of caps.
4: Uh, that's just yeah. memories come flooding back. I used to watch all football. Yeah. And obviously Andy played at Bolton. I remember the Bolton Stadium. It had like a supermarket or something. <laughs> just at the, they, they the right. <laughs> they
5: had to sell, they had to sell half of the half of that bit of ground just to keep going. Uh, yeah, what was yeah. it called? Again? It's just a flashback. The right, it was the norman right.
4: it was it's just a flashback, a flashback I had there. Yeah. Listen, I watch all sorts of football. You still but do. But, yeah, I, I watch know. everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, what about McGinley the up top? Of course, I was down yeah, there last John week. McGinley. Yeah, I saw John. I was at a dinner with him.
5: In Bolton, Las what were some of the
4: other players in that team? Alan Stubbs came through, yes, he was, right was, was, uh,
5: was a very right good player. You would yeah. have loved the guy I played alongside Barry, Tony Kelly, in the middle of the park. He'd been at West Brom, he'd been at Liverpool, and we always used to have a laugh with him because he was always too heavy, he was always putting on weight. Mm. So you can imagine the, the chat at training and at games. But oh, what a player, what a passer of the ball, mm. great to play with. Barry, what about you? I'm thinking
3: about somebody you played alongside
4: yeah, I've for a just long got this, time. One of my yeah. ex teammates, record cap holder, um, Stephen Davis. Uh, I thought Dave was a a brilliant player when I, I played with him and obviously went down to the Premier League again because he started in the Premier League at Aston Villa, um, in Fulham, I think it was, and then he came up to Rangers, and you could see the qualities he's got and look at the amount of caps he's he's um he's earned for for Northern Ireland. Um brilliant professional, that's mm-hmm. one thing about Level you could see, and yeah, there's no surprise to me. He's played it. He's played to this age. I know he's got a serious knee injury, but don't be surprised if if he comes back, Paul, and mm-hmm. continues to play. A lot of Rangers fans hope so. And what about Roy Keane? What did you think of him as a player? He, he was a fantastic yeah. player. You can't get away for that. He did everything. He did everything. Played against him a, a few times as well, um, down south and up here when he came up. Uh, to Celtic um, but yeah he was a phenomenal midfielder of course so you played against him in an old firm derby mm-hmm. That's right yep. yeah sure did what well, was the score? <laughs> I don't know so <laughs> he knows, I, can't, I, yeah. I can't remember, can't remember.
5: <laughs> but you'll come
3: back with the Clyde result if you do say so, that yeah um, any but other listen
4: take the, the Celtic side away from it yeah. Roy Keane was unbelievable and I think if you ask anybody or you hear anybody talk about midfielders um, on the TV or, or whatever, he is—he's he always up there. He had everything. He could score goals, could get about the pitch. He was nasty. He could pass the ball. He did he had, um,
5: I, I like—I I like that bit of nastiness that you mm. could get away with when in, in Roy's era. We—well, it's my era as well. But um, I—I'm I, not sure you'd get away with that level no. of na- no. nastiness Howland, now. And, and,
3: Well, it was a few. (laughs) It was a few of them, weren't there? It
5: was
3: a few. Uh, What about the draw today for the quarterfinals? You can see that Barry's thinking there about more players uh, from Ireland who are magnificent players. George Best, maybe the best of all of them. I know you mentioned this before uh, your time. Quarterfinals for the Champions League: Real Madrid, the holders, up against Chelsea. Of course, who won it only a couple of years ago? Benfica against Inter Milan. Man City, who would love to, up against Bayern. And Milan against Napoli. Barry, can I throw at you, Man City-Bayern, is that maybe one of the games they didn't want?
4: Yep. That is, um, Bayern Munich are a fantastic team, but so are are Man City. I I watched the the highlights, Um, obviously missed the game because I was watching something else, Paul. So, yeah, I I fancy, the two teams that I fancy Mm -hmm. for this competition is Man City and Napoli. Oh, Napoli. Yeah, they're they're a really good team. Mm -hmm. We spoke about Kvaradona, as we call him you know the young
3: player that Craig Moore had mentioned to Rangers a couple of years ago and <laughs> see it's in the papers. Andy who do you
5: fancy? I fancy Real Madrid mm-hmm. again. I mean uh, I think they'll beat Chelsea. Interesting that they've got City and Bayern in the semi the semi-final draw mm. has already been made so all the big clubs you know when you think of Real Madrid City, Bayern they, they're all in the same half of the draw if you like so you're going to get a, a, an AC Milan or an Inter Milan or a Napoli or a Benfica yeah. in the final. So that, that'll, that'll freshen up the, the Champions League a, a little bit. But Real Madrid for me. Yeah, the football elite's changed, hasn't it? You know, yes. in the last 10 years, those were names
3: that you would think normally would be, uh, yeah. certainly, you know, Inter Milan, AC Milan. But yeah, fascinating. You are going to watch the next one, Barry? You going to watch... Man City Yeah, Burnham, I I, did, yeah. I had
4: to watch my my son playing so um, oh, Of course, yeah. Yeah, he P- was playing. P- P- is he? Yeah, he's fine. That him. He's, he's played three games now. Mm. He's he's back um missing for 14 weeks, but he's getting there. he's still not at the level that he wants, but listen, it takes a, a few games to get up to speed and that's the reason why I missed the Man City game.
3: That's a good excuse. Absolutely watching your Terrible boy Terrible time yeah.
5: being injured. The worst nah. time of a I I mean your career's short. Did you mm. have many I, I've got to say I didn't, didn't. have many I had an, an anterior cruciate Ligament injury That kept me out For the best part of a year By far and away The worst uh, injury I ever had But I never had Any muscle problems Hamstring, calf Never missed a game with that It was always a A knee or an ankle where, where I missed games But thankfully not too many
3: And you must have got clattered A fair bit as a striker
5: Well it was also different The you know the way the game was played You could come in And tackle from behind And come right through people You could tackle <laughs> Yeah, uh, you could tackle it. Yeah, yeah. And you had to be able to take it, you had to be able to ride it sometimes, you had to be able to smell it coming. It was it was hard going.
4: Barry. In terms of injuries? Yeah, you Yeah, I had a few I had a serious knee injury, um, fractured my my full kneecap and done all the ligaments in it. I was out for I think eight or nine months and then I I'm similar like to Andy, never had torn hamstring or a torn calf or groins it how was, was he always... quick
5: enough for a teared torn <laughs> hamstring I was the
4: same. <laughs> so it was ankle and, and knee yeah. problems um, so yeah, that was the, the one that I, I suffered most when I went down to Blackburn I mm-hmm. had um, one at Newcastle it was the late great Gary Speed yeah, um, of course. Yeah. it was a clash of knees with, with Gary Speed what
3: a, great player. what a great player and such a tragedy he was he was a top him. player Yeah,
4: but it was good that you
3: both escaped serious injury for most of your career You know, given the time you had. One of the stories today is that David Martindale as you know he said the other day he'd be fully behind an expansion of the Premiership more teams involved as long as they can play Celtic and Rangers four times each. He wants to maintain that and that's one of the issues.
5: Or what size would it be? So, well,
3: exactly. It has to be bigger. And I can remember the days when there were what 18, uh 20 and people thought there was far too many games against the smaller clubs. But I understand, I think people think, well this would be brilliant to play um bring some of the teams, maybe a Dunfermline or Adran I don't a think Dio. you'll ever
5: get it Paul the clubs no. now are in control because it will go to a vote and none of them will yeah. vote to would,
4: have would you would you be for it? A, no that voting system's a joke as well well let's yeah. see what
3: Ange had to say about it today
4: to be fair I think
6: probably David's got a lot more time during the week to be considering these things mate it's not um it's not something that you know a subject that oh, I'm going to be spending too much time thinking about at this present time I think if there's a broader discussion at, at the appropriate time yes but we had a three-game week last week we've got a another game tomorrow and uh Beyond
3: that, um, I haven't had a lot of time to think of other things. He doesn't
6: want to play ball in that one, Barry, does he? No, I, I think yeah. what we
5: have now yeah. is probably the best that we could Maybe the only change I would make: have two going down, have two coming up, mm. and then have a playoff. Oof. So mm. potentially three, but that would be too much, and the clubs would never have it. And you, you see how that voting structure mm. that. Uh, that the clubs have now it's it's always weighted in favour of the top flight club because they go through all these playoffs and then um, they only have to play a home and away the, the, the top flight club
3: Too much jeopardy for the top teams Barry wouldn't it be to make it two automatically plus a playoff They wouldn't want it would they? It'd be too big a chance of going down Yeah they,
4: I don't think they would buy into And I, I would like something different to happen I don't know whether that's expanding it or Why has he brought this teams... up?
5: Was it something that He's put forward? Is
4: he
3: no, put I think he wants, it, he wants it bigger.
5: I think it's 18. Um, 18 and you play each other, what, twice? Well, and then some sort of split, I don't know. I think he actually said, certainly
4: a bigger league. Right. More teams in, more than the 12, but
3: you have to play.
4: I think it was going in on the because team. of the, the Domfemlin and Falkirk game yeah. of the crowd that attracted 9,500 sure. and yeah. some of the crowds that are, are happening in the Premier League, they're, they're not getting anywhere near that, so... Um, we'll see what happens but I can't see anything changing um, Andy makes it oh, I wouldn't mind that two teams getting relegated four 14 puts a bit of sorry. pressure on I, people yeah. sorry but he's, he's looking for 14 teams
3: 14 14 so and that's then it, so
5: yeah. you're playing what so that's 13 times are you four. playing 3 mm-hmm. games similar to now before you get a mm-hmm. split and then what is it two sevens or an 8 and a 6 it what would need to be it? 8 and a 6 we'll get in them. or a 6 and an 8 yeah we need more info
3: we'll ask them on <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, Andy Walker and Barry Ferguson give us a call 0808 08, 17 17 700 the fans are not that bothered they just want to know what's happening in these three big games coming up in the next 6, 7 weeks yep the Cup semi-final as we know it's going to be on Sunday the 30th Barry 1.30 Rangers against Celtic and the day before Inverness against Falker that's a really early
4: game though isn't it For the people from Inverness coming yeah, to Glasgow. I was thinking that when I seen the kick-off. You've got to think that these supporters are travelling, what is it, three and a half hours, <laughs> four hours in a bus? Why not have it at three o'clock and, and help the fans out? I, I don't understand why they have to have the kick-off at uh, 12.30, but one thing I will say, what an opportunity is for yeah. Callie Thistle or Falker.
5: I, I mean, I've got to back up the broadcaster. The broadcaster is putting in the money... Uh, you need to dance to their tune or else you you know, you know, don't sign up for it. Sure. And they, they're wanting as many people watching the game as possible. I've got to say the prices of it. Tickets, I think, are eye-watering. What How is it? Thir- £38 yeah. to watch Falkirk and Inverness. Wow. That's, that's a lot of money. Huge amount of money. Semi-final.
3: Stephen McGinn was buzzing the other night, wasn't he? alongside you, Andy, on He'd Tuesday. He had every yeah.
5: right to be. Yeah. I mean, his team were terrific. He was terrific. And, you know, even to go the goal down mm. and come back in the way they did, even the... You heard what he was thinking about when they gave away the penalty. He thought, God, how much time have we got to, to get back into this? Maybe get extra time, but... No, they got through and they thoroughly deserved it. And I think they've got every chance of beating Cali Thistle as well. Barry, what do you feel?
4: I enjoyed the game. Mm. Um, I thought he had started off... The better, obviously, went the goal up. I thought then after about half an hour, Folkert settled down a bit and started to get the ball down and play. I thought the second half, there were miles in front of him and they thoroughly deserved to, to get through. And I enjoyed the game, mm. to be honest with you. It was a real good watch. Good standard. It was. Um, Stephen sitting in the middle of the pitch there, letting all the other ones run about. He was just anchoring in the middle of the pitch doing his, doing his stuff. But as I said, what an opportunity it is for Cali Thistle and Folkert. It's a bit of a money spinner. Callie Thistle are going through some money troubles. Also, it'll help Falkirk as well. They Budget going forward, that they need yeah. it as well. So. Queen,
5: Queens must be kicking themselves, oh, eh? Absolutely. I mean, they beat Inverness and then the yep. ineligible player mm. had to be binned. And, uh, Inverness, Callie Thistle of taking advantage. Good luck to them.
3: Maybe their name is on.
5: Getting to the final. Time for the news then. We're back. 08, 08, 17,
3: 17, 700.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go!
1: From our motability team,
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open now
1: at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
3: The weekend is here. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and Andy Walker, as we head into well, full cards uh, from tomorrow. In fact, there's one game tonight in the Cinch Championship. Are both this time last year chasing a title which they didn't get but uh, they're towards the other end of the table. In fact, they're at the bottom of the table on 24 points, one ahead of Hamilton. Tonight, are both against Morton. Then tomorrow, Hamilton against Air United, Partick Thistle, Dundee, Queen's Park against Inverness, Cali Thistle, and Wraith Rovers, Cove Rangers, Dundee and Air then playing on Tuesday. Barry, some big, big games there. Queen's Park against Inverness. A wee bit a needle there because of the...
4: the Yeah, I'm just laughing when we're talking about injuries. Neil McCann's just I explain ah, right. you did tore t- t- something that was your face you <laughs> a <torn> face <laughs>
5: good line no like,
4: might come up yeah. with a good line I know
5: right. did I you know. know he
4: was in your team he was in your five a side wasn't he Neil McCann yeah, oh, yeah I had a few different yes Teams. I know. Right, sorry, but I was sorry. just laughing. No, there. I shouldn't good. have been reading no, no. That text. Here. It's good
3: to know that Neil is uh, <laughs> is he, is he tuned in? Neil, if you're around, because these two. Hope feel... you enjoyed the rugby. I... Well, the rugby. Yeah. He was there last. Week. Oh, of course. Apparently, why? Yeah. It <laughs> 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 didn't happen. for a us shot. He no. got a shot of him yeah. enjoying the rugby. rugby applauding right, Scotland. Yep, yeah. yeah. it just didn't happen for us. We went in with great expectations. <laughs> what about that, Barry? Queens Park against Inverness tomorrow.
4: Yeah, um, I, I fancy. We've spoken about it before. I still think Queens Park will win the league and get promoted. They're five points ahead mm-hmm. of Dundee. I think um, Dundee have got a game in hand. Yep, Is that correct. right? Spot yep. on. Queens Park fifty-one points. Mm-hmm. Dundee forty-six. Game in hand. But yep. I've watched Queens Park a few times on TV. I've watched them live. me mean, you were at one of the games, and I was very impressed with own Coyle's team. And I, I think they've got enough quality uh, to get it over the finishing line and win that league. Andy, who do you fancy at that one, the Queens or Callie Thistle?
5: Yeah, I fancy Queens mm. and uh, it'll be interesting to see how Dundee got on at mm. Thistle tomorrow. That's a tough one. Uh, Chris Doolan has given Thistle a bit of a lift since he's gone in there and uh, if Queens win tomorrow and Dundee slip up, that that will help them. It's Quite a story, isn't it?
3: Queen's Park. The Jags are up and down. Fact, you could say the same about Dundee, apart from Queen's Park, they, they have been the most consistent, haven't they? Dundee, Partick, Thistle, and Thistle 44 points. So that win, if your old team, which Thistle is, Andy, would be a massive result for them, and they could still be in the chase.
5: Yeah, so yeah. many things happening off the park at Thistle. Yeah. I don't know if that's helped, uh, you know, everyone just keep mm. the, the same amount of focus, but. Um, no, it's Queens uh, to lose. They've won the the most games. They've got their, a bit of firepower. Um, I fancy them to do it. You do in that one. And Thistle against Dundee, are they going to win? Well, I'm hoping Thistle uh, hmm. can win, and it would also be good. I mean, I, I'd love to see a Dundee Dundee United playoff type right. of thing. That would be good. Yeah. Yep.
4: Barry, what do you cheeky. reckon? Who's going to win at Fairhill? I'm going to go with Partick Thistle. Right. Yep.
3: Chris to yeah, Chris today. yeah he's that.
4: done a yeah. he's done a fine job since he's come in they're back to winning ways he's got some good players there as well um, again I'll go back to surprise Dean McCall um, got the yeah. I don't like using the word sack dismissed after the performance at Ibrox as well in the cup game I, I thought Thistle were really good that day uh, but fair play to Chris Dolan. he's come in and he's got them back to winning ways in the league and what about Hamilton against Air United Barry what do you reckon Douglas Park tomorrow yeah, I've got to go in my hometown club, Aki's. Yeah. Um, but if I'm honest with you, I think Air will be hurting from Monday night losing that game, and I think you'll you'll get a reaction off here, United. Um, so I think it'll be a score draw.
5: Well, Hamilton up against Cove, aren't they? Just to try and get away from that second bottom place. Mm-hmm. So uh, a win tomorrow vital for them, and don't know if they can get it. Here, United mm-hmm. might just want to bounce back strongly. Uh, I, all their eggs now in the one basket
3: of the league they're, they're out of the cup can you imagine how much money that must mean to the clubs can eh,
5: United have done well haven't they they have you know the new ownership and new uh, MDA it affects and the, the yeah. quality of your squad it affects the uh, the numbers in your squad um, so these games going into the business end of the season just so big every week
3: they sure are in the since Premiership then we've mentioned motherwell against Rangers a bit more from Michael Beal shortly uh, Aberdeen against Hearts Celtic Hebs we'll hear more from Ange Postacoglu Kilmarnock, St Johnson and Livingston against Ross County Dundee United St Mirren Barry that's a game that well both want to win but for Dundee United we're running out of games for them
4: yeah I, I think they're going to finish bottom pole um, I think St Mirren will go up to Tannadice and win that game
5: they need a win I mean if they could get it I mean uh, uh, Kilmarnock um, tomorrow they're at home uh, St Johnston, Ross County I've got a tough one at Livy so Bundy United um, I mean at home it's the money if they could get a, a win there just puts them on level points possibly with Kilmarnock and Ross County And then it's just, it's any two from three.
3: Yep, we'll go through all the games shortly, uh, including at Rangers, Nicholas Raskin is the doubt. He didn't train yesterday, but um, we'll we'll find out. He'll be playing. He'll be playing. Thank you, Barry. He'll be fine. I think you will be right on that one. For Celtic, here's a bit more from Jota. Looking forward to the match with
7: Hibbs. We look forward to this game like we look forward to the other games. So this will be another one for us to go on, compete and... uh, be be the best version that we can be so yeah definitely happy to go to Ah. go on again and compete
3: and the Portuguese star was asked what does he think about the song about Jota on the wing
7: yeah yeah I've listened to that and shout out to the people who did that it was it was really talented what they've done and uh, yeah I'm just grateful to to hear that and uh, I just thought that people can have like a good time hearing that, yeah.
3: Anyone want to sing it here in the studio? No, no takers? <laughs> no takers. <laughs> I won't even look at uh, uh, no. uh, Barry there no, for that one. Not even
5: here at Celtic and certainly not over there <laughs> the
3: <river>.
5: And himself.
3: could <laughs> can sing something different. Oh, on you go. It's Friday. Um, Gina had some great songs tonight We heard them, didn't we? Yeah, good tunes Four and five Uh, In between four and five That's right Yeah, the team are buzzing uh, On a Friday At five The show uh, underway here Well done Gina She's doing a big awards tonight In Paisley So hope it goes well for you Gina Listening in the car Barry, you were going to say there? I think you were coming in, just thinking about the games uh, tomorrow. Looking to Celtic against Hibs. Ange Postecoglou was speaking about the Easter Road men.
6: It's another challenge for us against uh, you know Hibs tomorrow. They've, they've been a good run of form. You know, Obviously, the last game didn't go well for them, but prior to that, they've been seven unbeaten. And um, you know, I think you know they brought in some some good young talent during the the, the January window. And um, be a good challenge for us but you know we, we, we treat every opponent with the same respect and uh, you know we go into every game looking to to play our football
3: Andy at this point now coming towards these well every game's crucial they're chasing the title they've almost got it wrapped up but not quite yet um What would it be like for players on the fringe? For example, David Turnbull or whatever. Has he got a chance to appear much between now and the end of the season?
5: It doesn't seem that way. I think he might get an opportunity off the bench for maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, depending on the the way the game's going. But I think what you want, especially now, you want to be part of the last number of weeks of the season. Three games between now and the end of the season against Rangers. Uh, A semi-final. The possibility of a cup final. But also the the possibility of securing the league title, which is what you want. You want to be involved in the celebrations. You want to play your part. You want to be an important player. I think it'll be an interesting game tomorrow. I was at the one earlier this season where Celtic took six off Hibbs. Hibs were very open. Tried to play Celtic at, at football. I think it was three 0 at half time. They eventually got six, and honestly, it could have been seven, eight, or nine. So I'd imagine the approach tomorrow. Uh, will be a, a wee bit more reserved
3: And Barry for Celtic there's so many players bursting to get in the starting 11 but we know it's not about 11 players but this time of the season they'll be desperate Matt O'Reilly for example
4: Yeah but I, I think if you look at the midfield three Paul it's mm. been playing over the last couple of months for me watching Celtic that's the the best three for me McGregor, Hattati and Aaron Moy who has been Celtic's best player um, since uh, the turn of the year no doubt about it Listen, that's why you have a big squad full of quality. Because um, the guys who get in that starting eleven need to produce top performances to make sure they stay in the team. If they don't, then there's good quality um, on the on the side and on the bench to come in and, and take their place. The World Cup didn't do him any harm, did it? Aaron Moy, he's come back and
5: you know. yeah, all new. He's quality, especially Ange Postecoglou. He's trusted him before. And uh, I think he's really been inspired by maybe those around him. I think he knows he's he's got some good teammates here. And I think that helps. Helps you make uh, a killer pass if you've got people willing to work off the ball. And and he can find them his, his weight of passing is tremendous. Mm.
3: Guys, what are you thinking about the two midfields? It's so important. They're going to play each other three times. Um, Barry looking at you
4: obviously well with... looking back to the semi final uh, sorry the final the League Cup final Celtic dominated that area um, there's no two ways about it and that's something that Rangers need to make sure they, they sort out pretty quickly they've changed the midfield three just now it's Raskin and and Ryan Jack and Cantmel a lot of people have been going on about Raskin and Cantmel and rightly so because they've, they've certainly impressed but Ryan Jack for me yeah um, he showed some terrific form over the last couple of weeks. He never played at the weekend. That was a chance for Michael Beal to rest him. But Ryan Jack is so important to Rangers when he's he's fully fit and he's a big player for Rangers as well. Rangers need to change
5: it. Um, it didn't work in the Cup Final. The way that Celtic started the game, they controlled it. And I think they deserved to get in front before half time. And then when they got their second goal, I mean, the, the game's won then, you're trying to play it out. And of course, when Rangers get back in it, it's, uh, you know, you make the changes and Rangers were maybe the, the better side had more of the ball. But I think at that point, Celtic are quite happy to sit a bit deeper, you know, defend, make sure you don't give much away and hit Rangers on the break. And when you look at the clear cut chances that were had in the last half hour, Celtic had the better of them. It, it should have been more comfortable than 2-1
3: and did you like the look of the Rangers midfield now, Can't
5: well. I was Rask surprised he didn't start with the, with the footballers I, I think when he, you're listening to Michael Beale talk about how good they were how impressed he was with them coming in in January you think alright he's going to do what Ange Postecoglou did last January he's going to put the players in right now and get a reaction right now but um, didn't do it and um, they'll obviously start next time round You wonder why he didn't I know we've spoken about it before Barry but
4: it was strange. I, I was surprised, but I listened to his, his mm-hmm. um, interviews after the game and a week after, the, the obviously, the, the final the the League Cup. Um, he made it clear that there wasn't enough football in their legs in terms of Raskin and Cantwell. And they hadn't played enough at Standard Legion in Norwich. But now, there's no excuse. They've had plenty of minutes in their, in their legs. And for me, I would be absolutely shocked if they don't start the next game. And if
3: they shape up against Celtic, if they win
4: the battle in the midfield, then... quite have match Celtic's quality and energy. There's no doubt. And that three... I think games are won and lost in the middle of the pitch. And when you look at Celtic's three, Rangers need to to match their their quality and energy. And if you do that, you've got a real good chance of of coming away with something.
5: The other big moment in the final was the miss from Sakala. Because when that shot comes off the post, I know it's a tight angle, but still enough. There was a perfect camera angle to see what he had to aim at and it's actually quite big and he, he should have scored Sakala that might have changed things so um, obviously you, you need to be dominating the game from the middle of the park but you need to take your chances when you create them big ones that was a big chance missed
3: would he make off Sakala he can be such a threat as we yeah, saw I think he's,
5: yeah I think anyone with that amount of uh, pace is always going to pose a threat and I think Celtic had a bit of a problem with him in the early stages, where he was getting in behind Greg Taylor, but nothing came of it. His end product wasn't good enough, and uh, in the end, he didn't get that goal. And you know, Celtic were worthy winners. It's
3: a massive few weeks coming up, Barry, isn't it? And some of the you know the Rangers fans are not happy. They're, they're directing it. Some of the board, including the recruitment and Ross Wilson, uh, it's quite a time for Rangers, and they'll find out a lot in the next two months.
4: Yeah, and listen, a lot of that's by losing the Cup final. Rangers fans were going into that game expecting to at least put a better performance on. They were well below the standards from previous games. There was no doubt about that watching it. And um, listen, you're at Rangers, you're always under pressure, Paul, to produce the goods. And um, as I I said to you, this summer, Rangers need to get their recruitment bang on the button. The players that Michael Beal wants to bring in need to be players that come into the starting eleven. He's been open and honest mm. about that. Um, so it's a big summer ahead and a big couple of months ahead. with obviously the the three um, Old Firm games coming up as well. We've seen players come from
3: America. James Sands, I know he's gone back. Celtic have gone into the Asian market and the American. I wonder, Barry, where they will go. You think of England, obviously, because of uh, Michael Beal's mm. experience. I know he's been Brazil and elsewhere. But would you expect it to be? players
4: coming up from England? Yeah, all over because Rangers have got a a big scouting department Um, and I think Michael Beal's in charge of that. He knows where he needs to go and and strengthening what type of player. It's not just about bringing very good players in, Paul. You need to have the mindset as well, strong mentality. It's not just about they can handle the ball. When you come up here, you're under pressure from day one. The demands and expectations put on you, um, a lot of people can't handle so he needs to make sure that they're the right people and they're the ones that can drive Rangers forward. Andy, where do you stand on Ryan Kent today, Friday?
5: Because you know people've changed, different opinions. It looks I've, as though
3: he would stay. He would go. Yeah. How I've, do you feel?
5: I've always liked him as a player. I've always admired his ability. Um, I don't know whether he was fully focused. I've no idea whether he's he's going to extend his stay at Rangers. But if he doesn't, I think it's really poor management on Rangers' part because. He was a player that cost seven million, and the time to address this was a couple of years ago when he was attracting much more than seven from the likes of uh, Leeds United. But Rangers chose to to keep him. He didn't sign an extension, and to be fair to the player, he has honoured his contract. And they won a title, you know, and they won a title. So maybe maybe there are some um, on the Rangers board, some Rangers fans think you know what it was worth it. So. But it's, it's poor management to sign someone for seven, let them run their contract down, and they've still got, I think, a lot to offer.
4: It's yeah, hard. I've said that, I don't know how many, I countless know, times. Yeah. That I cannot believe they've let a player of that quality. And market value, going into the last couple of months, his contract, he can go and sign with anybody he wants. They might be lucky and get away with one if he decides to stay. But for me, Ryan Kent, um, one thing you can say, getting into the final year he's contract, the final six months, some players take their foot off the gas. One thing about Ryan Kent is he's, he's put a right shift in, not just the quality that he's shown, he's put a right shift in. That's one thing that you can't label against Ryan Kent. Yeah, that's all you want from yeah. my, I mean, I think teammates will accept, you know what, you've got options,
5: you can pick and choose where you want to go. If you're not staying with us, that's okay, but give us everything you've got while you're here. That's all you can ask for.
3: See, when clubs were in for you, Andy. If your contract was ending, and you know you were at Sheffield United, Bolton Wanderers, as well as the teams we mm. know about here,
5: did it ever affect you? No, no. I, I oh, really? was yeah. no, not at all. I was always the type of player. Uh, even with big games coming up, or, or you. I mean, I was never a recognised international player like uh, Barry, but I was in a few squads. But you would never take your your foot off the gas. I I, I just couldn't let. I couldn't let my teammates down. Mm. I would have hated to, for any of my teammates to have thought, you're not giving everything you've got and to think badly. I mean, I would, I would never have allowed that. Barry, did it ever affect you? No, and no.
4: no, um, I, I never get down. The, the lowest I got my contract was about two years left, but there was speculation, there was bids, and I never let it affect me. I had to do a job. I had a job to do, and I was playing with, with Rangers, and they were they were paying me. and I'm the same as Andy. I thought about my teammates. You can't go and let um, your teammates down. But most importantly, yourself. You've got to be professional. And did you go in and do the, the
3: negotiations with Martin Bain or David Murray in those days? Because they were ahead of the game, weren't they? They were. I remember it. Barry Ferguson signed for another t- two years. You know, you had two years to go, but they would
4: top it up. Yeah, they, they were quite like that. I, if you get down to the final couple of years they, they wanted you to extend it because then not just myself um, many others my, my, my teammates because they could get more obviously money if you signed an extension they would get more in terms of a transfer fee Barry Ferguson, Andy Walker, Paul Cooney. More next.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go!
3: Into the weekend with Andy Walker, Paul Cooney, and Barry Ferguson. On Monday night at 5, Barry will be here with Mark Guidi who will be back on Monday. What's going to be the story of the weekend? story in Europe was Erling Haaland, wasn't it? That performance the other night, Barry. Have you ever seen such a striker in one night? Just been
4: phenomenal. Uh, Yeah, he's just an unbelievable centre-forward. What I liked about three, goals were inside the six-yard box. He scores all sorts of goals. Um, Yeah, just listening back or watching back, I think a month or so ago, people criticising him. Um, do you think they'll win it, Barry. Yeah, yeah, I do, do, do think. It, yeah, I do think they'll win it. The they've had to change their style of play, man. Manchester City a wee bit because Hallands come in. He's more. He doesn't really get involved in the the build up. But I, I think he's an absolute machine. A, a forward. Yeah, I think
5: it's a really tough draw they've got. Yeah, and then of course in the semi final, I'm imagining Real Madrid will beat mm. Chelsea. Really, when you think of the games that City have slipped up in in the last couple of years trying to get this Champions League mm. I mean that's what Haaland was bought for eh what do you get think the, him? I think he's unbelievable I mean the physique of him the the agility the athleticism his speed, he speed I mean even friend, even, even when he celebrates a goal how high he jumps yeah. in celebration <laughs> it's Just remarkable and And his goals return. I mean, how many more is he going to get between now and the end of the season? £51
4: million, that's all he cost. (laughs) I know. And you look at some of the transfer fees that other players go for, £51 million he went for.
5: But is he happy?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to be one of the all-time greats?
5: Well, he's got every chance, hasn't he? He's got every chance. He's young enough and he's broken these records are getting to a certain amount of goals and less games than some of the Messis and Ronaldos of this world
4: you know what I liked he was unhappy yeah. getting brought off I know he, he wanted, wanted to score a double no, hat no
3: trick wonder. no I wonder Andy did you ever manage a double hat trick no I
5: remember scoring five in a reserve game that was a reserve game I promise guess. or you're just making that up <laughs> <laughs> how many hat tricks do you get yeah. in your oh, career oh not many oh, okay. um, I remember getting a hat trick in um, Celtic Centenary game. We played Cruzeiro, and we all thought, "What are we doing playing Cruzeiro? Because we'd Tom Burns here and Roy, Ake and we should have our Centenary, the the club Centenary. Yeah. We should have got Inter Milan, yeah. for example, get them over here, get one of the big, you know, European names." And uh, anyway, we got Cruzeiro, and uh, it was great. A beautiful day. Scored the hat trick. Then I think we beat them four-one. But yeah, happy days. Cruzeiro. <laughs> Cruzeiro wow. but, uh, I yeah. and I can't remember any notable player they had I mean they're Brazilian and mm-hmm. you'd think they would be top dogs but Cruzeiro uh, del
3: Norte as I uh, recall del, actually uh, I'm googling
5: it <laughs> hor- hor- yeah. Horizonte.
3: It, it should have been into Milan shouldn't it It
5: should. they should have yeah. busted the bank but it was, it was the old typical days. Celtic it, at the time it, it
3: was the old days Andy before you were and that is that is true you had to pay for your strip wasn't it when you came <laughs> to Celtic for the second time do you know this story no
5: so Andy's and in holiday. Uh, no, I, I came back from yeah. holiday to sign for... Lou McCary had uh, signed me. And Who were you playing with at the time? I was playing with Bolton. Right. And Bolton had offered me a new contract. And I was really happy with it, but I just wanted another year because my daughter was starting school. And Bruce Rio said, aye, that'll be fine. Uh, but you need to reply to this offer first. I'll take it to the board. I'll get you another year. And in that time, we Lou phoned and said, will you come back to Celtic? And it was a no-brainer, Barry. My old man was struggling at the time; he had cancer. He died in the October. So me going back in the the June, July, it was priceless yeah. to to live with my mum and dad for for a short time before he passed away. But um, I did the usual posing with a strip, and they they gave me the strip. And when I picked up my first wage slip, there was twenty nine ninety nine <laughs> deducted, and I didn't even get the players, you know, discount for the for the shop. Was that a long sleeve? Is that why I was there? Oh, geez. Honestly. Unbelievable, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Good, it was a good laugh in the dressing room. I mean, I, I went in and mentioned it to Tam Burns. He was, he's marching up the stairs. What, what's this? <laughs> it was a great laugh. Yeah, it it was
3: Fergus. Oh, he did some job for your old club, Fergus McCann, didn't he? Yeah. You know, built you, a new stadium. You,
5: know, you, you talk about statues for mm. uh, non-players, yeah. non-managers. He would be the only one that would merit... Some sort of recognition there. No one else. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, Celtic's all about players. It's Mm. all about managers. It's all about giving the supporters memories. But he did something special. Celtic were minutes from going out of business and he saved them and he paid a lot of bills.
3: That's phenomenal, isn't it? The Scots who'd gone to Canada and we hadn't heard anything of him. He came back and he, he changed uh, that club. That's just before yeah. you went to Rangers, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You were still very young. Let's go on the lines. Terry is on, talking about your club. Terry, good evening. Good evening,
9: Paul. Evening, Andy. Evening, Barrett.
4: How you doing, Terry? Hi, Terry.
9: Just talking there oh, about Fergus okay. McCann. I was talking to Andy the last time about Fergus charging yeah. him for his strip.
3: That's right. Oh, it was you! That's right, I, yeah. yeah. Terry, what's in your mind tonight?
9: Uh, obviously, I'm just kind of back from my work that and I'm just kind of browsing through media and seeing this, uh, uh-huh. obviously the thing with the fans. I don't know if you've already covered it, but yeah. I'm just thinking when I mean, you're going like away allocations like having 7,000 and the same Rangers fans amount, I just think it's so petty and it's, just, it's shameful that it came to this. Uh I think both clubs
5: just need to get a grip here because it's just diminishing what the game is. <laughs> you've used uh, You've used two words that I used there, uh, Terry. I, I also used oh, the word. T- I used the word petty, and I also, uh, you know, described it as diminishing Scottish football oh, when do. we're when we're trying to sell yep. this fantastic rivalry. And me and Barry have both experienced this extraordinary atmosphere as uh, guys who are, you know, born and bred in Glasgow, we've, we've experienced it as supporters, lucky enough to play in it, and we're just trying to water it down, and uh, I, I think it's a great pity, but I also think it's really pathetic. Aye. Right.
9: Uh, I mean, I don't know what Barry thinks, I mean, ultimately a lot of, a lot of people say it was doing the Rangers initially doing it because they celebrate for the of full end, but I d-
4: Again it's it's just all tit for tat and pettiness. I just again it's it's disappointing. Barry. Yeah, I had my say I just uh, I don't like it. As I said, that I'm going for my experience as a a young fan going to the games with my dad and that's what made it special when you go to Ibrooks. Um Rangers have got forty two, forty three thousand fans and there's seven or eight thousand Celtic fans in the Brimlin. And when as a player coming out turning right You've got all your fans and you look to the left and you've got um, 7,500 uh, Celtic fans giving you absolute dog's abuse when you go over to take a corner. For me, that's what makes it special. And I've brought so many mm. people up from England and every single one of them have said the same thing. And me and Andy agreed. If you ask any current player who's sampled that, or ex-player who's been involved in these games, 100% of them would all say what me and Andy have said.
5: I think the sad thing Terry is that I don't see any way back no, no, I don't see what, anyone first no. in their decision and that's that's a sad aspect are they not going to take no, account of people they... like
3: Terry who are so sad that this is the situation we can't even have opposition fans in the same football ground
5: well I don't know what Terry thinks but I, I get the feeling that they just cannot stand the sight of one another and uh, I think no, it's just a, no, I,
9: a great shame no I, who, who can not stand to like, like The boards are fit Or the teams Do you mean like, I, I would oh. certainly want Rangers back In a heartbeat like, Having their full allocation as well
3: Oh I don't think Andy You didn't mean the fans You don't yeah.
9: mean Yeah No no, yeah. And, no, no uh, I think any I, Most fans I speak to Everybody wants the allocations back For mm. both teams So I just At board level There must have been Something's happened
5: Yeah Well it's teams, it's, I, it's, just, it's a great shame And it's the it's the great selling point for Scottish football and we, we try and portray this rivalry uh, uh, as to what it is. And I know there's a really ugly side to it, Terry, but having experienced it as a fan uh, and as a player, there is nothing to match it. It's quite unique in Scottish football and the fact that we're watering it down, yeah. uh, I, I just find it a wee bit sad. Oh, Definitely. As I say, i
9: was the kind of '90s man, the Rangers ended up have about eighteen thousand tickets
5: then. And well, that's yeah. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I remember my first game, uh, and um, Billy Stark scored the winner. And I think you're yeah. right. Anything between 18,000 in the away end, and I know Celtic Park is a much better stadium now, but. Uh, Um, It just made for an astonishing spectacle. Terry, can I ask you something? I see Paul Lambert today, a great Celtic player,
3: European winner in Germany. He reckons, he's saying that Ange Postacoglu needs a long European run before he can rank as one of the greats. Now, he pays great tribute to Ange Postacoglu and what he's done so far. But would you agree that Ange would be hoping next year or the year after to make a mark in Europe?
9: Definitely, I was just saying that to the producer the other night. Uh, we were talking. Obviously, this is one of the best Celtic teams I've ever watched. The football is just, it's a, a joy to behold. I and mean, you can't wait to go. I can't wait to go tomorrow and see the team. Uh, but by the same token, we need to be doing something in Europe next year. And, and that, obviously, hopefully we can keep this team together. I mean, another year would be great to keep them all together. But I just think the vultures will be sniffing in the summer. But. Yes, but We need to go we need to have a European run. Let me let me ask you something, Terry.
5: Uh, obviously Celtic will yep. strengthen again in the summer. Let's say no one let's say no one leaves. If you could strengthen that team, what, what position would you strengthen? What what area of the pitch? Defence, midfield, attack? We need a goalkeeper.
9: You're not having Joe Hart, are you know. A... Right, why no, don't get yeah. in mind, Joe, Joe. Sorry, Joe's been great. Joe's been great the last two years. A great speaker, great experience. Uh, I've just noticed that like, even you see, like, your. I don't want to go back over overall ground, like your Fraser Fosters and that. Maybe the, the, the performances against Lazio and things, and Barcelona and that. These guys are just like unbelievable saves. Uh, Joe Hart this day. I mean, I had a great save last week at Tynecastle, mm-hmm. but yeah. I just think the legs. I just think the legs aren't what they used to be. I mean, I seen a goal. There was a goal the other week there. I was at the game at Mcdermott Park, and he, he just didn't shift his feet as quickly as. He doesn't feet need to run that, that ever much, Terry. <laughs> no, mean, no. It, domestically, he doesn't need to. I know that, but in Europe, we need that kind of guy that's going to keep, perform worldies all the time when when called upon, and we're called upon more often than not in Europe.
4: I think they'll struggle to get a, a better goalkeeper than Joe Hart. Have you got a name, Terry? For a goalie? And, uh, it, uh, it was a Who was a guy in the World
9: Cup? My, my, my seven-year-old son was actually saying "This a Moroccan goalie, was it? Right. So I, I don't know his name, but the Moroccan goalie plays a bone fifa. <laughs>
3: the kids know.
9: <laughs> <laughs> but, but they there also got... Go, he, he, the, he was good in the World Cup, but I uh. don't know who he plays. But, no, I've not got a name as such, but... I'm,
4: I'm, I dare say Celtic I think they'll be looking at a goalkeeper to be fair Barry you're surprised yeah I'm surprised yeah. I've heard quite a, a number of Celtic fans say what Terry said um, about Joe Hart I think he's been a, a good signing I still think um, he's got a fair few years left on him um, I think he's been a real good signing for for Celtic um, yeah
5: I, I agree with Barry as well Terry mm. I think mean, you've been really harsh yeah but it's opinions but yeah, some of the Celtic I, I, noise- I'm
9: and I'm only saying with the large kind of majority of people are saying that. Right. Say, look, maybe on supporters' buses and that, and everybody just kind of like, feels like we should be targeting a new goalkeeper. And uh, It's not a blight on him now, he's no. still a great goalkeeper, but I think for us to kind of progress, we kind of need another new number one.
4: And Benjamin synchrist He's uh, decent. Yeah, he's a good goalkeeper.
9: Oh, I, 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 he needs to get a he chance. He's not really had an opportunity, but I know he's a good goalkeeper as well. Bono still be Setting the bar Setting the bar higher If we want
4: to be doing Well in Europe Bono. What else would you Strengthen then
9: Terry <sighs> Well we're kind of Flooded in the, in the middle Of the park it? Maybe a water a Still to Kind of Get going uh, Maybe that wee bit Of flamboyant player like The kind of number 10 I don't know Maybe somebody in there but We're alright for Wingers as well What maybe you fi-
3: Yeah What are you feeling For the, the games coming up what about the games themselves? Oh, sorry. Yeah, how are you the feeling then? So-
9: tomorrow?
3: Yeah, no, the cup final. What are you thinking? I know it's still six weeks away, but are you the going
9: cup to do final. it? Semi final. Semi
3: final. Sorry. You're getting carried away. Glasgow's own. It's like the come cup on, final. Come come final. On, come sorry, on, sorry Terry, keep me right. I know it's Friday. <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, I'll there's a lot of
9: football to be played between now and then. Uh, do you know what, see with a Celtic team, in, in the 90s I used to think Celtics were a great team and could get near Rangers. Rangers gas coins and whatnot and Loudrops and I'd still go, well, we're better than them, we're going to beat them. I think the roles are the worst now. I mean, as much as Rangers go, oh, we hit the, we hit the bar there, or oh, we hit the post now, I just don't think Rangers are at the same level as Celtic at the moment and I think we turn up and play our football, we should be all right. Do
5: you know, I think Terry probably represents a lot of Celtic supporters who three games... Against Rangers between now and the end of the season, yep. you'll find most yep, yep. Celtic supporters confident of winning every one of them. Scoreline tomorrow, Terry, what do you think? So, Motherwell against Rangers,
3: do you reckon Rangers will continue the winning ways? One each. <laughs> one each? <I> <laughs> <laughs> That's a, That's a of yours by, eh? <laughs> And then uh, Celtic, Hibs. Hawaii 5 0. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cheers, Terry. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go!
3: Into the final 10-15 minutes of the programme. Thanks for making the switch at five every single night. We really appreciate every one of you who tune in. Uh, Jim was listening in down south. In fact, I think just back from Morocco. Uh, that goalkeeper was Bono, wasn't it? As the Moroccan goalkeeper. But Jim thanks for the comments you really enjoyed the programme the other night Barry and John Hartson really opened up and I think you listen quite a lot all across the world you used to live in Bobo and Jim now down south with Ali so thank you so much for that people listening everywhere Barry what, you picked up some listeners chatting away to you this week as well
4: yeah I, I was yeah. out for a bite eat with, with Boydie there was a somebody paid money towards a charity and me and Boydie went for something to eat with them and they were having a a chat last night and they were saying they were listening to the show and really uh, enjoying it. How is Sati? Is he well? Yeah, Sati's fine, he was looking well. The food was uh, food was unbelievable. Just, boy, they never spoke much, he just kept eating. <laughs> that's what he'd done. <laughs> that's a
5: boy even though.
4: Andy, yourself as well. But we're getting a real reaction to the
3: programme, which is good, and we love great. having you on board good. as well. Good, so good, great good. to be here. Thank you, Andy. Good to be anywhere that's an old gag so you out tonight Andy then are you I'm quiet tonight taking it easy I'm taking it easy okay and Barry tomorrow a lot on the go we're looking forward to all the games shall we start to look at what's coming up tomorrow here is um, well we heard Ange earlier speaking about Hebs and we heard Jota speaking about it and he spoke about the song as well didn't he earlier on in the programme Ben Davis has been speaking, uh, the Rangers' central defender. He's been talking about the semi-final.
10: Yeah, it's exciting. Um, and obviously last year, that was the tie for the semi-final as well when we won it and then we obviously came through that in a, a good game. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one to look forward to. Um, back to Hamden. Um, and a challenge that we'll, like I say, look forward to in Mellish. And before that, <laughs> he- Motherwell tomorrow at Fir Park. And he's enjoying now getting regular game time? I think that I always knew that once I got minutes and game time then I could settle into the team. Um, it was obviously frustrating for the first six months because I've kind of had to deal with that not having the, the full pre-season for the last two or three years and it's kind of hampered each season of mine. So it's it's um, it's good to get in and play and I feel comfortable playing. Um, when you first get in the team you just want to kind of go under the radar and just not make mistakes and just play it nice and steady um, and then you can kind of build from there. So I feel like I'm at a stage now where I can um, show a bit more what I can do and and I've got that reassurance that my fitness is going to be fine.
4: It took time, Barry, but are you impressed by him now? Yeah, but it did take time. He had a few issues when he first signed, but I think um, Davis and Golsan have struck up a a real good partnership. He brings a bit of balance because obviously he's left-sided. And yep, I have been impressed with him, no doubt about it. You can see, listen, he was at Preston, obviously Liverpool um, signed him. Never really worked out, never played at Liverpool. Um, but I think over the piece, or certainly over the last few months, he's certainly shown that he's he's got good qualities about him. And as I said, he's he's come in there and and struck a good partnership with Conor Golson. Andy, Ben Davies, you impressed.
5: Yeah, it's the recogn- it's the recognised partnership now, yeah. Goldson and Davis, and uh, they're the they're the ones you want to come up with a big performance. And um, I think you still I think you still got to do a bit better. And uh, in what aspect? You, well, yeah. you would say that about most Rangers players. I mean, I know they've got a tremendous run under Michael Beale uh, since coming in, but you you're. Well, any Rangers supporter I speak to, you're looking for them to do better in the in the bigger games. I know they've had great performances at Tynecastle and at Easter Road, but those games against Celtic, three of them now, uh, before the end of the season, that's where they need to show their class.
3: Would that be fair? Would you agree, Barry, that
4: they need a consistency now, Rangers? Yeah, they've shown very good consistency up until the obviously the final of the League Cup. Yeah. When it really matters, listen, every game matters for Rangers, but that was a big one where they were getting in good form, Paul, and they just didn't didn't turn up. So they know now, um, with the three games coming up, certainly the, the semi-final, where Rangers are holders of the Scottish Cup yep. and they need to make sure, that they, well, they have to win that game and make sure they're in the final uh, to try and retain it and stop Celtic from in a treble. Michael Beale yesterday spoke about Borna Barisic, who's on baby watch.
8: Borna's wife's obviously due to give birth. his first child, so she's running a couple of days late, but obviously then he goes away on international duty, so we're running tight on that one. But Ridvan's fit and available to go, young Adam Devine. um, And you may see a change of formation where we play with somebody else out there as well.
3: So Andy, Motherwell Rangers, 12.30
5: tomorrow. We could see a different formation at the back for Rangers. Yeah and you want, uh, I mean he talks about divine, and this is, we've spoken about it a number of times over the course of the season, you always like to see young Scottish players getting a chance, it's so difficult, I know how good uh, you have to be when you're that young to be holding down a a place, uh, not just at Celtic and Rangers but everywhere else in the Scottish Premiership and I would just love to see more Scottish players being given a chance. Will he get a
4: chance tomorrow if Barisic doesn't play Barry or do you think it's going to be Yilmaz? Um A good question. I think Devine done excellent when he came in earlier on. Um, played, uh, I think it was two or three games. Uh, he's predominantly a right-back. He went and played left-back and to be fair to the young lad, I thought he was exceptional. Um, Yilmaz, he's been out a long time. He said a, a few minutes uh, here or there over the last week or so. I, I would probably go with uh, divine, I've got to bonus with you because Red Vance had a, um, a serious hamstring injury. Is he up to scratch? Um, probably not. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. uh, what um, team he, he picks. But I would imagine Barisic, if he's if, I know his wife's expecting, but yeah. um, I would be playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever miss a game because of that? Uh, no, it would yeah. fair to my missy. She says to me, Go and play. Did she? Yeah. yeah yep. I um, missed one. And I missed
5: actually the birth as well, so (laughs) (laughs) I was we were travelling in Nottingham. We were playing forest. I was with Bolton and I got the call that my wife had gone into labour. So Bruce Reak said, Get your get your backside up the road and I did and uh, I missed the birth as well oh gosh <laughs> I missed the birth and I didn't even have a game <laughs> <laughs> oh, another reason who's going to
3: uh, tomorrow what do you think then Andy Motherwell Rangers scoreline
5: yeah I just think Rangers eventually get the job done it might be difficult to start with but I can see them winning by a couple of goals
4: Barry 2-0 Rangers 2-0 Rangers yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go 3-1 Rangers It was a dramatic
3: post 3-1 Rangers yeah. so that would be 6 points then at 3 o'clock tomorrow what about Kelly against St Johnson Barry for the I'm going
4: to go with yeah. Kilmarnock because of their home form has been exceptional away form has been absolute dreadful and Derek spoke about it a number of times um, yep I'm going to go with Kilmarnock to win that game 1-0 wow that's almost a shock in a way isn't it would be or a surprise yeah or... well
5: uh, am I a shock I'm going for a draw I'm going for a 1-1 draw yeah. which yeah. doesn't really suit Kilmarnock given mm. their exceptional home form and they, they really want to put a wee gap between mm. themselves and Dundee United but I'll go for the 1-1 Draw there okay. tomorrow. Livingston against Ross County, Andy. Livy, I'm going to go for another draw. I was at Livy Dundee United that finished one-one, and I think it'll be the same again tomorrow with Ross County. Malky okay, MacKay would dearly
4: love and need the points there. would you yeah, think? Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with a Ross County away win. Aye. Yeah. Yes, Eamonn Brophy and, and Co. Yeah, I just fancy Ross County to to win that that game. Two-one um, Ross County. There you go. What about Dundee United, St Mirren? I know we touched on it in the first hour, but Barry, I know you I think, think it's going to be tougher, yeah. Jim. Look it's, it's not Jim's team. He's come in at a, a horrible time and situation, but listen, fair play. I'm taking on the, the challenge. But I think St Mirren will, will win the game 2-1. Ironic, his old team, or his team almost there. And yeah. what do you think? I think he'll get off to
5: He's uh, winning uh, right. run. I'm going to go for a United win. Uh, they've really got to do something I think time is running out I think if they win tomorrow And I know it's against one of his uh, former clubs mm-hmm. as well I think that'll fire them up And they'll be I liked their second half performance against Livy And they should have won the game um, on, on the back of that So if they can start The way they finished that game Because it took them it took them 45 minutes to get going so anyway, I'm going for a, a big win for United tomorrow, one Big one, and that would be a big
3: result. Yeah. Uh, a good game at Pataudry. Aberdeen against Hearts. Lauren Shankland is back.
5: Andy, what do you, who do you fancy to win this one? Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think if Aberdeen win and Hibs lose, <laughs> Aberdeen could go fourth. Um, so I'm going to go for a, a home win. I think Hearts will be gutted the fact that they're out now of the yeah. Scottish Cup. Maybe on a bit of a, a downer. I'm going to go for a narrow home win. 1-0 Aberdeen.
3: Barry, what do you reckon?
4: I'm going to go a score drawing this one one each mm-hmm. and Barry Robson surely we're getting so late into the season yeah, he's isn't... got the job yeah. to the end give I, him a until the end it. of the season Yeah, yeah I don't think there's, there'll be any issues with the, the Aberdeen players or the Aberdeen fans it gives him a bit of time and I hope Barry Robson does a good job I know Barry Robson um, pretty well um, mm. so I hope he's given the, the opportunity until the end of the season And
3: Celtic against Hibs, so there could be uh, six points in it at the start of the game. Barry, what do you expect to see? Let's hear a quick bit from Jota, first of all, um, who doesn't want any talk about trebles.
7: No, we we don't think like that It's, it's mainly focused on the next game, and the next game will be against Hibs. Of course, we know what our goals and what our objectives are for this season but uh, we're not there yet so we still need to keep on winning games and keep on developing so that's what we want to do.
4: What do you think, Barry, tomorrow? Well, I watched Hib's last game obviously against Rangers at Easter Road and I couldn't believe how wide open they are. That's the way that, that he wants to play the game and I don't think they'll change I don't think they'll come and sit in, in against Celtic so I think it'll play into Celtic's hands. Um, Celtic... Three or four nil for me. So three yeah, or four Yeah, I, I think the yeah. same.
5: I don't think it'll be the six that they got earlier in the season, but I think they'll get the job done maybe three nil.
3: Think you're going to enjoy that one tomorrow then? Looking we'll forward to it.
5: Yeah. And uh, we, I was going to mention his
3: name earlier with the Crystal Palace job. They're speaking to Roy Hodgson. Sky Sports mm. is just reporting that Crystal Palace speaking to Roy Hodgson. So all, Roy could be back. What age is Roy? 100 and. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was mentioned earlier, Barry. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, so no yeah. ages with you. Yeah, well, but, uh, exactly. <laughs> Just a wee bit younger. I'm kidding. Uh, thanks so much. Listen, enjoy it this weekend. And tonight, of course, I uh, brought Morton, that game as well.
4: You'll be watching it, Barry? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. watch it tonight. You nearly gave it away, what I'm doing tomorrow. No, well, I'm I've not. About, uh, Don't you worry. Who, who's going to win tonight? Our broth against Morton. I'm going to the go with Morton. You're going yep. to go Yeah, I'll go yep. to done a brilliant job there. Yeah. Yep. Well, the
3: guy who I saw last night down at Hillington at the big opening, he was saying, "Can the town, can they come up to the championship, to the premiership?" So we'll find out soon. That's it for this week. Thanks everyone who tuned in. Thanks for listening. Cheers, James. Thanks, Chris. And we're back on Monday at five. It'll be Barry and Mark Weedy. Have a great weekend. Coming up next, Zoe Kelly with some great sounds. That's it from us. Hear you Monday.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go!